what I was going to be preaching on this Sunday, uh, and I sent him a text that going on in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, love is patient, and uh, what grades go downstairs? Are you, what grade are you in? You can go downstairs. No, 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 you can't. Second, four-year-olds through second grade, almost. If you would have flunked last year, you could have gone downstairs. <laughs> But he asked me what I was preaching on. I said, well, I preached on First uh, Corinthians 13, 4, love is patient. And he must have misunderstood because that song, your love is kindness. That's the next thing, Jason. So we may have to sing that song again next week because that, that's a cool song and I really, and appreciate the message of that song. Uh, l- let me give you some scenarios. And, and you're going to have an option, A, B, or C. You don't have to raise your hands or, or holler out, but... Uh, but just kind of in your mind, decide which one you would do. You're, you're sitting at a light. Uh, you're, you're behind a car, and you can clearly see that the, the lady in the driver's seat of front, in front of you, when the light turns green and doesn't move, you can see that she's looking in the mirror, putting her makeup on. You, A, wait patiently. B, tap, uh, gently tap on your horn a kind little wave, or C, Lay on the horn, roll the window down, and scream and yell out the window. You're, you're stuck behind a car going about 35 or 30 miles an hour in a 55 mile, mile, mile an hour zone, and, and, and you're stuck there behind you. A, slow down uh, to a safe following distance and enjoy the scenery, like apparently they are. Uh, you, you wait patiently while main, maintaining a safe distance and then pass, and as you pass by, probably an elderly woman or elderly gentleman, you wave politely at them, wishing them a good day, or you pull up on their bumper, honk and pass and shake your fist as you go by. You're in line at the DMV and, and, and you're, you've been there for quite a while and there's a lot of people in front of you. you. You A, let the guy behind you go in front of you because he seems to be in a hurry. You converse with the other customers about uh, just about how friendly the DMV workers uh, all are. Or you steam and stew the whole time and then complain to everyone. You, you, you take off work to meet a contractor at your house at 10 a.m. sharp, but he doesn't show. A, you assume that he's ill or had an accident and you send him a thinking of you card. Uh, B, you call and tell him that you'll be there every day at 10. Just come on the day that works best for him. Or you call and leave a nasty message. Now, now, if you answer, kind of keep, keep hopefully, kind of kept track. If you answered C to, to one of those scenarios, you might have a problem. If you answered to C to two of them, you might have a serious problem. And if you answered C to all of them, welcome to Rita's world, putting up with me. <laughs> I... I am seeing every one of those scenarios. Now, I, I may not actually do those things, but Jesus said, if you do it in your heart, you've done it. So, uh, so I, I want to do those things. I just sometimes don't follow through, but in my heart, that's exactly what I'm doing. The, doing. So, so for those of us who struggle with patience, uh, now, now just so you know, we, we, uh, we think er, everyone who's slowing us down in this world, whether it's driving or whatever it might be. We think you're an idiot, okay, just, just so you know. Uh, we think that every store, there's a conspiracy, conspiracy to make us wait in line, that somehow they communicate and 
do that on purpose, and, and we think we're the only one that really knows how to drive. And then we come to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, and it says this, love is patient. Now, uh, some of you, so, so I say this to, to, to those of you that this is true, of those, those of you who are naturally patient, it just, it's who you are. Uh, first of all, know that us impatient people really don't care for you that much, but, uh, but when you read this verse, I'm just kidding, when you read this, when you read this verse and you think of yourself, well, I must be a beacon of God's love then, uh, I will point out later in verse Four, it does say that love is not proud. So just just throw that out there. Uh, but but if you if you think you're that, let, let me let me make an application. First of all, for for those of us who are impatient, uh, let, let's not beat ourselves up too much. Uh, those of you that are naturally patient, try not to get too big a too big ahead. But let's see what. Let's see what Paul is talking about here, what he really means. Now, now, is there application for me when, when over and over again my wife tells me you need to be more patient? Yes. Uh, is, is, there, is there times I should let God's Spirit work in me that way? Because, again, he talks about this in Galatians, uh, that patience is one of those fruits of the, the Spirit that I'm supposed to have. Is there, is there application? Yes. Because when I'm not patient and I let that show, then then I'm not showing Christ in a very good way. So yes, it certainly applies when he talks about patience for me to to do a better job of that. Is there application for you patient people? Yes, you should should realize that you are being a a witness, a wonderful witness of who God is. But, But when we look a little bit closer at this word, maybe it means just a little bit more. It's a, a little bit deeper meaning than just Hey, I, I need to control my emotion just a little bit better than I uh, than I have been. the The word that is translated there uh, in most of your Bibles, if you if you have a pew back Bible there, you'll you'll see uh, in the NIV it's translated patience. But but for most of us, it's translated patience or something like that. Maybe King James would say long suffering, but it comes from the Greek word matrothuma, which which me or uh, macrothumus, which means Macros long and thumos temper, so long tempered, or or better way really to put that is long suffering. That when we when we have patience, really now now don't misunderstand. It doesn't mean that we're suffering long, but that we have long long suffering. Uh, Macrothumia has the idea of, and, and Jared kind of fits with what you were just saying. Uh, that that Gareth said it. It has the idea of sticking in there, of staying put, of not giving up easily, of staying committed, even in the face of temptation, in the face of life, in the face of frustration, in the face, yes, of anger and 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 things like that, and yes, with people and situation. It, it certainly applies in marriage, and it also applies in the church. But it's the idea. It's long suffering it's staying put when when what we really would want to do is go a different direction let me illustrate it this way when my daughter crystal uh sometimes she watches i hope today is the day she doesn't watch the the video but but my daughter crystal her, her our daughter crystal excuse me uh uh sometimes she's my daughter when she messes up uh <clears throat> but but when crystal was a senior in high school she played uh volleyball and then basketball and then track and 
I don't remember what the record was in volleyball, but it wasn't very good. And I am not, I apologize for those of you that are volleyball people, I'm not a huge volleyball plan, uh, a, a fan. Now, I, I can watch the Olympic stuff and, and, and those really good like that, but t- high school volleyball just doesn't really do that much for me, um, and their team wasn't really very good. Their basketball team that year almost had a perfect record. Almost. They messed it up late in the season. They won a game. Um, and, and, and it was against Craig Missouri, who only had five players, and one of those players, they literally drug out of the hallways. Had, they didn't let her touch the ball, but they had to, you have to start with five. Uh, they, they finished the game with only three of their players left on the floor, and we won by a point, I think. Uh, now, now, we went to every game, every volleyball game, every. Now, if Crystal's watching, she did a lot better in track, and those were fun. Track meets were fun. Uh, but we went to every, every game. That was long suffering. <laughs> no, I didn't say suffering long. Okay, now, now you misunderstood the meaning of the word. That, that was sticking in there. We, we went willingly and excited. Well, maybe we weren't all that excited, but, but we went to every game. Why? Because we wanted to be there. That was our daughter. We wanted to support her. We wanted to stand by her. That, that, that is long-tempered. That is long-suffering. That is, that is patience. Patience, long-suffering, is not just a, it's not just a personality trait. Sometimes we, we only want to d- uh, define patience as a personality trait uh, or, or as a flaw that we need to work on. Um, but, but long-suffering is a manifestation. It's a byproduct. It's a practical application. It's something while while maybe not being natural to us, becomes the desire of our heart because we have agape love. As we learned last week, agape love is not, is not the burning passion of eros. In, in fact, let me ask, how many of you saw the, the, at the end of the first quarter, going into the second quarter, the commercial uh, on the Super Bowl where it talked about the four types of love? Did you catch that? If you didn't, if you have it, take, go back and watch it. Right, right at the end of the first quarter, going into the second quarter, there was a, New York Life, or it was an insurance company. I really don't know why they did it, but, but they talked about the four words for love. Uh, uh, agape love is not eros. Eros love is a love of passion. It's not, it's not story love, which is a, a family love that you just have naturally because you're family. It's not a, a love of holding things in common that you have with friendship, which is phileo love. Uh, it's a love, a, a godly love of choice. So now here in verse 4, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it continues on the next few verses giving uh, characteristic after characteristic. Paul transitions into giving us some practical ideas of what, what this new kind of, what this special kind of, this agape love looks like. Uh, I remember what Paul said at the start of this chapter that, that he told us there is a more excellent way. He told us how important that love was. And, and he said you can, uh, you, you can, Speak with the tongue of angels. You can, uh, with man or, or angels, you can prophesy, which, which means be a messenger for God or, or actually even predict the future. You can understand everything. You can have faith so much so that you can say to a mountain, move, and it will move. You can, can give everything that you have to the poor and even sacrifice your own body. But he said, if you don't have love, if you don't have love, it really has no value at all. It's worthless, it's just a, a, a resounding gong or a clanging 
symbol. So agape love must impact our life. And Paul starts off here, and we'll, we'll look at several of these more in the next weeks. Paul starts off here and says that, that, that love is long-suffering. Love is patient. Patient love looks to the future. Patient love looks to the future. Oftentimes, agape love doesn't make sense to us. Or, or better put, following Jesus, hanging in there, holding tight with the Christian walk, Sometimes that doesn't make sense to us. Sometimes we, when we live for Jesus, we find ourselves wondering, is it really worth doing that? We, we stay committed, but other people seem to be having more fun. We stay committed, but other people seem to have more success. We, we stay committed, and yet other people seem to have life easier. We stay committed, and, and yet life is tough for us. Or we stay committed, and, and maybe we're not in the majority with our, our beliefs and our thoughts, and maybe we're even uh, ridiculed. Uh, but love looks to the future for the blessing, for the blessing that's ours. Now, now let me, just by show of hands, how many parents here had the privilege of paying for braces for one of your kids? Boy, a lot of hands. Uh, now, you don't need to, uh, two, to, oh, three, okay. you don't have three hands, so, three. So, uh, and, and several of you then uh, uh, had the privilege of, of wearing braces. Our middle son, Joel, um, uh, wore braces. I remember taking him to the orthodontist for the first time, and Joel had what you would call a uh, a healthy overbite. Um, okay, he was buck tooth. So uh, now people didn't really make fun. He wasn't that bad, but but something. But we took him to the orthodontist. I remember the orthodontist say, "We can take care of that. We can take care of it. now." I don't know what it's like today. I, I would imagine today with computer graphics, you probably go to a dentist, an orthodontist. They probably show you a picture of what you're going to look like. They probably just put it out that this is exactly what you're going to look like, but. But, but for Joel, we just had to say, hey, hey your teeth are going to be straight. It's going to be good. Man, he was excited. We were excited. The orthodontist was excited. He was going to get several thousand dollars from us. But, but it wasn't easy. Uh, it came with a cost. For us, like I said, a couple thousand dollars. Oh, it came with pain for Joel. And for all you kids or anyone out here as adults, if you had braces, it came with, it came with, uh, with pain, with your gums being sore and your teeth being sore, sore and, and not being able to eat certain. Th- I mean, it, it came with frustration. But he, in the end, there was a blessing. In the end, there was a blessing. We, we're to have, we're to have a, a love that is patient and it looks to the future it it sometimes isn't rewarded right now it's long-suffering we hold on we hang in there uh that that that's true for us during difficult times uh we won't look at this now i won't read verses here now but except for one but if you want to take some time this afternoon to read genesis 37 to 45 that that set of chapters tells the story of joseph you we know the story joseph was was disliked by his brothers because his he was favored. He was the the spoiled brat of his father's dad liked him better and gave him this coat. They got they got mad. They threw him in a well. Ended up selling him into slavery. And Joseph ended up in Potiphar's house and everything went really good for a while till Potiphar's wife took a shine to Joseph and and he knew it wasn't right and 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 he ended up in prison. Then he ended up back in the in in the in Pharaoh's court and and ended up being a blessing. In fact, his own family was blessed when he revealed himself to them. And in chapter 45, verse 5 of Genesis, it says this. This is Joseph speaking. He says, And now, 
do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here. They, they were embarrassed. Joseph was there and he was helping them out and suddenly they, they were caught. He's, but he said this, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. It was to save lives. Joseph realized that God had a plan down the road, down the, the road. It's, it's sometimes seen in the future. We know that showing uh, patient love, having long-suffering in marriage, gives us uh, uh, a blessing in the future as well. Uh, even though 1 Corinthians 13 is not a chapter, we uh, mentioned that the first week, that we sometimes think only applies to marriage, there is application there. In Ephesians 5, uh, when it tells husbands to love their wives as Christ loved the church, it uses this word agape. It, it uses this idea of loving with a doggedly committed love, a long-suffering love, a patient love that, that sticks in there when the eros love has passed and stays put. And through that, we see the blessing. Sometimes that blessing is, is only noticed years later when we look at our life and we see the, our children and our grandchildren and we see the life that we built together as a family. And we thank God for that kind of love that stuck through those difficult and those hard times. And, and we see it in the church. There's such a blessing in the church when we love with patience. When we love with patience that says, I'm going to stick in there with this group of people, with these brothers and sisters, I'm going to stick in and fight. Uh, it, it's also for the benefit that's yours, not just the blessing, but, but we get the benefit of being in God's will. Now, let me move on to the next one. Patient, patient love uh, learns from the past. W.E. Vincent uh, says this, it is a patient, talking about this word, it is a patient holding out under trial. A long protracted restraint of the soul from yielding to passion, especially passion of anger. Uh, a, a patient love learns from our past, and sometimes it learns from our past vices, from our, our past mistakes. Now, now, Satan wants oftentimes to define us. Satan wants to defeat us, and he wants to destroy us with our past vices. He wants us to look at the things that we've done in the past and let that be what defines us uh, and, and, and destroys us and, and knocks us down. But agape love reminds us that God's love is patient. It is lo- long-suffering. It holds there with us. Uh, let me illustrate this way. On the playground, when I was growing up, I don't know if, if kids do this today or not, but when I was growing up, we had this unwritten rule. In fact, there, 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 it really was so unwritten, you never really knew when you could use it and when you couldn't, but it was the rule of the do-over. Did, did you guys have that in Troy, Kansas growing up? The rule of the do-over. Now, now it, I said there was no, you never really knew when it would work, but, but what would happen? You'd be out on the playground and you, you'd be playing uh, kickball or baseball or basketball. You'd be doing something, and, and if you messed up, I mean, if you just really blew it, and you only had a short period, short window to do this, but you could holler, do over. And everyone would stop and like, oh, do over. Oh, okay. Yeah, that foul ball didn't count. That, that little weak ground ball to the pitcher didn't count. Do over, he gets to do it again. Now, did you ever notice, though, that do over uh, had a direct correlation to who was calling for the do over? 
how popular the person was? In my school, Randy Knox was, was that guy in my class. Randy and I were good friends, so I, I, I held on to his cert tails a few times. But uh, uh, Randy was the most popular guy in class. He didn't have to call for duos very often because he was the best athlete. But I tell you what, I guarantee you, I don't care what we were doing. If Randy yelled do-over, everyone was like, sure, of course, do-over. Well, that was a bad pitch. That, that wasn't Randy's fault. Do-over, let Randy do it again. Rolled to him really smooth here. And if he messed up again, hey, Randy, we'd call do-over for Randy because he was the most popular guy. Now, now contrast that with Tom Hancock. Tom Hancock was just a little, Tom Hancock was a little different. Just, he was just a little different. Uh, just to kind of put it in class, he was kind of a, a eat-your-own-burgers kind of guy. You, you know what I'm talking about. So, some of you are thinking about like, oh, yeah, don't look at anyone else in the church like, hey. <laughs> you know, we outgrow, Tom outgrew that, I'm sure. Uh, but if Tom Hancock messed up and yelled do-over, the rules changed. No, no do-overs. No do-overs. You're out, Tom. Satan wants us Satan wants us to think we're Tom Hancock. When we mess up, when we blow it, when we man, when when we, we look at our vices, we look at our past and we're like, gosh, I can't believe I did that. And and we yell, do over. God, give me a do-over. Satan says, No, you're Tom Hancock. You don't get do-overs. The, the truth is God sees us as Randy Knox. Okay, do over. Do over. You, you have forgiveness. See, that's what love is. Love is patient. Even, even with our past, with our past failures, our past vices, we, we learn from those past vices that God is a God of do-overs. So, so whether it's with our spouse we grant do-overs. If it's our kids, we grant do-overs. If it's that guy or that lady in the church that ticks us off, we grant do-overs. If it's that co-worker or that lady driving too slow in front of us, whatever, we grant do-overs. We learn from our past vices, and we also learn from our past victories. We learn that God's love is, is long-suffering. Whether we're doing it wrong or whether we're doing it right, God loves us, and then that's what we're called to do as well. And and finally, last point, patient love. It's just not in the future that we get something. It's not that we see our past and learn things from that. Those are true. But patient love lives in the present. Our, our, world, our world is not a very long-suffering world right now. Our world is not a very patient world. Our, our world is struggling in so many ways with anger and frustration and not seeing the good that can be there. But living in the present, we aim high. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2 says this, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you received. Now, now let me read that again. Because you'll see where patience comes in. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you've received. That's the aim high. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Patient love 
lives in the present and aims high. But loving with patience isn't easy. Last Sunday on the way out of church, uh, Roger and Emily... Uh, <laughs> Purdy, thank you, just lost her name, sorry. Roger and Emily Purdy uh, walked out and their, their daughter came up to me and said excitedly, I have a new bicycle. And uh, so, so I, I said, first thing pop in my mind, does it have training wheels? And she, I don't think she knew what I was talking about. Roger kind of nodded, yes, but... But she said, she didn't answer that question. She said, it's got lots of wills. So I interpreted that as, yes, training wills. Uh, now, I don't know how this week went. Uh, I'm actually going to see Roger and Emily this afternoon at Children's Mercy. Uh, so I'll, I'll ask them how her first week on her bicycle went. But, but I imagine, we, we've been there before with parents. You put them on that bicycle with training wheels, and they really can't fail, can they? Well, you, you can still crash a little bit, but, but it's pretty cool. But there, there comes that moment when you pull the wheels off. There's lots of different methods. You, you, can, you can give them a shove and let them go. You can run down the sidewalk with them, holding on and not letting go, or part of the way down the sidewalk and then let go and don't tell them but keep running. You know, there's all different ways you can do it, but, but we, we know what happens. They always come with crashes. Learn how to, learn how to do it comes with crashes. I, I, I guarantee you guys, maybe more so with me than it is for a lot of you, I'm going to crash and burn when it comes to Love is patient. And I fight that. I fight that long suffering to hang in there. Sometimes I struggle with that. But, but it's a journey. And God is literally right there beside us. So we, we aim high. Live, uh, live uh, uh, to you, the worthy calling that you've received. And, and we need to aim for the heart. We need to aim to be like Jesus. See, it's what God wants from us. Now, there's a more excellent way. Let me show you that. Love is patient. It's what God wants from us. I, I was about, uh, about seventh grade, I guess. Uh, it was a spring morning. I came home from church, and I was excited. I, I remember around the dinner table, I, I, I couldn't contain my excitement and my joy, and I, I finally just blurted out, Lottie Borland asked me to mow her yard. L- Lottie was an elderly lady in our church, and and she'd come up to me after church that Sunday morning and, and ask me if I would be willing to mow her yard. She would pay me $3 to mow her yard. And, then th- and back then, $3 was a lot of money. And, I, man, I was excited. And I, so, so I'm telling Mom and Dad, Lottie asked me to mow their yard. Now, I, I hadn't thought to ask Dad, hey, it is okay to use your mower, right, Dad? I just assumed that, and, and I, I assumed correctly. But, but Lottie asked me to mow her yard. Man, I was excited. But I remember my dad kind of, take me down a step or two and said, so that's great, Tim, glad she did. But, but don't forget, she's a friend of mine. Don't forget, I know who she is. Now, Lottie was a, had grown up in that church, and my dad had grown up in that church, and she had been a Sunday school teacher and been a mentor to him. Dad, dad really liked Lottie. He said, don't forget, I, I know who she is. She's my friend. There were, there were more than one hot, summer afternoons when I was mowing her yard. And the thrill of making $3 had long since passed. And I'm out there mowing that yard. And I'm, I'm pushing around the many flowers that she has and the statuaries that she has and all this other junk in her yard and trying to get around it. And, and, and that was the day, those were the days before weed eaters. So, 
So if there were weeds that were too high, you didn't, you didn't, you had to pull them. And and I, I more than once, I remember thinking oh, that I could hear the words of my dad. Hey, I know who she is. She's my friend. You you do a good job. God calls us. God calls us to agape love. One of the aspects, one of the ways we see that, one of the ways it's lived out in our lives, is that it's patient. We're going to mess up. I'm going to mess up probably more than, than some of you. But, but it's long-suffering. It, it's that I'm going to stick in there. I'm going to stay by it. I'm going to follow through. Not because it's easy. Not because I necessarily want to sometimes. But because I'm called to do it. Would you bow with me? Father, we thank you. We thank you that your love speaks to us, works in our life. And Father, even when it's not a natural attribute that we have, even when it doesn't come natural for some of us, that, that your love can be there, and it can be there through patience. Father, help us be patient uh, in our marriages, in our church, in, in our, our workplace, in our community, in our world around us, uh, with our children. Father, just give us uh, a heart of hanging in there, of long-suffering, of I'm not going to move, I'm going to do what I've been asked to do. Father, Let your spirit and your love work in us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand as we sing our...